0: Did you know 663 million people live without clean drinking water every day? That's nearly one in ten. Let me tell you about my friends at FNX. FNX can solve all your health, nutrition, and supplement needs because they are first class in making their products so you can be at your best. Whether you're a CrossFit freak, bodybuilder, or just mom and dad making it a point twice per week, FNX will elevate your game. I have been using FNX and I feel and see the difference. The protein, delicious. My workouts, way more intense. And my energy, there all day. Try it for yourself. Visit FNXFit.com. Use code 4C15, that's 4C15, for 15% off each order. What's more, every time you make a purchase, a child in need receives one gallon of clean drinking water fnx has donated over a hundred thousand gallons of clean drinking water make your mark today what is going on everybody pete foresee the podcast what a week 12 or no excuse me week 11 you do not get many weeks like that great early window afternoon window exceptional sunday night football game uh definitely into the second half of the regular season um this is when the season really gets going it's a post-thanksgiving league uh maybe it's like a tad bit early this year got the 17th game but off the top here Uh, Definitely want to hit on the Sunday night game, what we just wrapped up or wrapped up yesterday evening. Going to begin with Pittsburgh. Hats off to them. I tweeted it out at Pete4C, all Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, wherever you want to follow. Post my thoughts there. The Steelers are showing everybody. There's no tanking in the National Football League, okay? That comeback is evidence to that. Remember back when they traded a first-round pick, to the Dolphins in 2019. Everybody's hooting and hollering, wondering what the heck they're doing. And then the Pittsburgh Steelers get Mika Fitzpatrick. And he wasn't playing yesterday. Neither was TJ Watt. Neither was Joe Hayden. Just ballers, playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. But they do have Cam uh, Cam Hayward, defensive lineman, who was an absolute force in that fourth quarter for him. And that that's just what the Steelers do. You know, they, they don't fold up for the rest of the season after a couple of losses. They don't say, yeah, we're okay with three or four wins. Yeah, we're, we're going to focus on the first-round pick that likely isn't going to work out, some kid from Utah or a defensive lineman from Ohio State who might be good. No, we're, we're going to focus on winning games because we're not going to be an embarrassment. We're not going to be the Jets. We're not going to be the Jaguars. We're not going to be the Bengals who got a win yesterday, but we're, we're not going to be Washington. We're the Pittsburgh freaking Steelers. We're going to win games. And they did not land the W yesterday. The 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 discussion here is going to be the Chargers. But I I think it really shows you that this whole tanking idea in the NFL, it like it doesn't exist. Cuz when you let losing fester into your locker room, it is toxic. It is in almost impossible to get away. Look look at Miami, look at the Jets. Bengals, you know, actually they were humming with uh with uh, Marvin, Lewis, Marvin Lewis, so maybe they're a bad example, but Washington, I mean, just an embarrassment. Chicago even, really. Like, you don't want to let losing into your building. Even Cleveland. Remember when they were tanking? Like, they were, they were actively probably tanking, and it hasn't gotten them anywhere. Every other team is not trying to lose because when you let it fester, when you let it permeate in the locker room, an embarrassment. But I want to talk about the Chargers. They almost let it go. Big fourth quarter comeback from Pittsburgh. The Chargers, they sneakily have had a great quarterback history that probably not a lot of people, you know, it doesn't get a lot of credit. Like, Phillip Rivers just retired. And before that, you had Drew Brees as your quarterback. And before that, you had a guy named Dan Fouts, who, you know, obviously most people know him as the broadcaster, but he was a pretty good quarterback back in the day. Now you have Justin Herbert. The thing with the Chargers is they've always been just cheap, cheap on uh, stadium. Cheap on head coach, cheap in free agency, but they're a pretty well-run operation, despite the owner. You know, they got a, uh, a general manager, Tom Telesco, drafts well. He doesn't overthink the room. He takes the best player available. He takes the talent. He takes the thing that is the sure thing. And, and they're not always high up in the draft either. They've had some, you know, high picks with Bosa, number four overall. But, you know, they've also been low and they've been able to identify a good player and they just say, yeah, we're, we're going to stick to the board. We'll, we'll figure out a way to get this talent to play well. And now that they have this high-level, huge physical specimen at the quarterback position, like Justin Herbert, another thing I tweeted out, his hands, ginormous. I mean, look at this thing. He You can barely see the football when his fingers are around that thing. He can make every throw in the field. He made the throw at the time, fourth quarter. That's what good quarterbacks do. They understand what's happening to the team. Okay, Pittsburgh mounted a, count, a comeback here. We have to make sure that we don't let... Uh, we, we cannot lose this game. And sure enough, he made the throw to Mike Williams, another first-round pick. And I just think, viability-wise, this team is going to continue only to ascend further. I think they've had the best head coach that they've had in probably 10 years, probably since Schottheimer. They have the best quarterback out of the draft in 2020 that you could probably get at this time, outside of Burrow, but also you're showing me in a victory like yesterday evening that you can face the obstacles. You When your back is up against the wall, when a Pittsburgh Steelers team comes into SoFi Stadium and mounts a comeback, you understand how to get a grip, make the play at the time, and have a, a championship drive. That That was big stuff. He's got to do it again. It's not the only time Herbert can uh, put this on display. He's got to do it more, but that is big-time stuff there. Big-time stuff. Uh, Obviously, Austin Eckler had a huge game, four touchdowns. It would be the performance out of a player except Jonathan Taylor uh, with the Colts and going up against Buffalo. We'll touch on the Bills and, and their free fall here. Uh, It would have been the performance of the day. Jonathan Taylor, however, had five touchdowns in what, again, was a great Week 11. The main takeaway here, though, Chargers, the Bolts, they are on the come up. And yesterday's victory, I think, is just the tip of the iceberg when we're talking about Justin Herbert and his play in mounting comebacks for the Chargers. I had a few of you reach out directly uh, about the show and what we're doing here. And you guys had some nice things to say. It was uh, very, uh, very warming to me. And I appreciate that. Uh, what I really need you guys to do is go to your phone and leave a review, whether that's Apple Podcasts or, or Spotify, wherever you're listening to this. I need to push the reviews harder. Please leave a review, even if it's a bad one. I want to know why, you know, you're not joining it. And specifically, I want you to tell your friends what we're doing here on the podcast and let them know that it's different. We're not listening to Twitter here and saying uh, and telling the same old stories, talking about the same old things. We're cutting straight through the BS, okay? And we're giving different perspective. If you want to learn something, you come to the podcast and you hear something different. Let your friends, let your family know about it. The the main thing from week 11 here that I notice is that good coaching, yeah, that's on full display here in November football. Look at Frank Reich. They went to Buffalo, his old, his old stomping grounds as a backup QB to, to Jim Kelly, and they dismantled the Buffalo Bills. Just tore them to pieces. Final score there, I believe it was, yeah, 41-15. to 15. Carson Wentz, he didn't even play that well. He threw for a buck 06. The story was Jonathan Taylor. The run game, the defense holding Buffalo and Josh Allen to 15 points. What you're seeing is that the good coaches that are able to adapt their scheme, play in bad weather, play in cold weather, and adapt to the personnel that they have available due to injuries and maybe some trades that that had happened last month, those are the ones that are shining. Look at Bill Belichick; he went down to New Orleans or went down to Atlanta and routed Atlanta, shut them out with Mac Jones, who you know we know he can't push the ball down the field all that well. And they don't even have the deep threat, even if he could. They have a limited passing game. But they run the ball well, they're fundamentally sound, and they play great defense. Mike Zimmer is another. The Minnesota Vikings, three touchdowns from Kirk Cousins, 341 yards, and they went on a field goal. You know how many times Minnesota has has crumbled in those situations on a late field goal? And they play in a lot of close games. But the thing about Minnesota is they continue to hang around. They're not one of the top teams. They're not one of the worst teams. But what they are is fundamentally sound. They know their identity. They do well what they can and capable are doing. And they have a good head coach. They know how to right the ship after a few losses in the first half of the schedule. The best coaches are shining right now. And I think it's a, um, it's a real testament now. You, you see all those statistics out there in September and October, like, only three, two, and four teams have made it to the playoffs since 1996, or, you know, something along those lines. I think those statistics, like, th- that, those are kind of silly to give me nowadays. One, because we have the 17th game, and while it's only one game, it is a big factor in figuring out who's going to qualify for the postseason. But these slow starts, due to less practice, Due to uh, more rotation during those early games, guys are playing fewer snaps. Maybe they're playing in the amount of games, but they're playing fewer snaps overall. You're seeing that in New England, where the snap counts early, starting off uh, pretty minimal. And then for guys like Hightower, they're increasing. I-, I think you can you can lose some games early on. I, I-, I heard Les Snead earlier today. It's almost just like, hey, get to 5-5, five and five, and then those last six, now seven games that's really what's going to determine your season. It's why I say, look, it's a post-Thanksgiving league. And the good coaches are showing that nowadays, who can adapt? Who can play in cold weather? Who can play in bad weather? New England, Indianapolis, it wasn't on display yesterday, but you know Minnesota can because they're in the black and blue division. They're going to play in cold weather. And, you know, Cleveland, it's a free fall for them right now. Because Baker Mayfield, we'll get into him in a minute, he's banged up. But those teams that, you know, once you punch them in the mouth and once you take away some personnel, they, they, they're just not all that good. And, and I, I think we're seeing here that the coaches that are able to uh, get the most out of what they have, those are the ones whose teams are succeeding. And, and right now, Belichick, Reich, uh, 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 Zimmer, even uh even you know, you put a uh a feather in the cap of of Arizona coach Cliff Kingsbury, he's playing well with backup quarterback Colt McCoy. I mean, you, you look at them, they, they didn't look overwhelmed in Seattle. Not by the twelves, not by a Pete Carroll defense, not from the sheer fact that once again they did not have DeAndre Hopkins or or, or Kyler Murray. Colt McCoy was ready to go. He threw for three hundred uh, three hundred and twenty eight yards. The real season just began. The Belichicks, the Rikes, the Ron Riveras, the Zimmers, the Andy Reid's, the Kyle Shanahan's, they all won yesterday. John Harbaugh. The good coaches are on display. They're shining. Their teams, they're going to make it to the playoffs. So Buffalo was in a free fall here. Uh, Once again, they lost to a good team. Uh, Indianapolis, as we've said a couple times, and they have a ton of injuries right now. And, you know, their passing game, it it just has not looked like it usually has. And, you know, you can call it a cheap out. I I really don't think it is. He's not playing good football, and that's Josh Allen. I I said wait on the contract. I I know everybody wants to hand out these contracts, like taking care of your guys and avoiding, you know, conflict and discord, and it's only going to be cheaper as the cap goes up. Like, what is wrong with waiting? What's wrong with waiting and making sure, like, hey, I just – You know, want to make sure this guy is the total package. I I want to see him perform a little bit more. More importantly, I want to take advantage of the cheap rookie contract for another year. Like, well, what was why? Why were you so eager of signing Josh Allen up? Because I see a guy that you know he he's given me some some 2018, some 2019 uh, form of his play here in 2021. Like, I'm seeing some games where you're under duress and you just don't handle it that well. Again, he's a great arm talent. He's made some pretty big strides starting last year when he took him to the AFC title game. But, you know, it, I, I just look at Buffalo, and, you know, again, they got to get the injuries going. And they have a great head coach. Uh, and they got a good general manager. But right now, they're getting punched in the mouth, and they're not responding really well. Okay, they just lost at home, and they scored 15 points. And they just let a running back take over the game. Just let a running back take over the game. And, and as the quarterback, you weren't able to generate any sort of yards. I watched the entirety of that football game up until about, you know, midway through the fourth when I, when I knew it was a route. Domination. And Josh Allen, a, a, he, he got beat by the Jaguars. The Jet, we, we talk about how pathetic Urban Meyer in Jacksonville is. Yeah, Buffalo lost to them. And they beat the Jets, the helpless Jets. But, I mean i think the standard has to be a little bit higher if we're going to talk about them being you know a top team in the afc they're going to make the playoffs but new england has now taken over the lead in the division i i really don't see them as a, a top threat in the league I, I just came off saying you can lose some games yeah you can lose some games but how you lose the fashion in which you lose i i am going to play uh, that that's a big factor here and they've looked bad they've looked ugly it hasn't just been, oh, they lost close games and they had a couple bad miscues. Not playing well at all. And you can say that it's a cheap out going to the contract here. No. Like, why why did you have to sign up? You didn't have to do it. You've seen so many times Philadelphia, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff in L.A. with the Rams. Even in free agency, Brock Osweiler. Why, why are you so eager just to shell out money? Like, well, why not see a guy prove it? before you sign him up to long-term. Like, it's okay if the price goes up. You know what you're getting. I'm okay paying a premium if I know I'm getting a premium, but it's when you, you know, bet on the unknown. Oh, like, let, let's get it done now. Let's get it done now so that way it's cheaper down the road. Well, what what if the guy's no good? Like, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, they waited. it. Do, do you think they regret what Dak Prescott has given them? I know he's had a couple bad performances, but, I mean, hey. Cowboys left tackle out both defensive ends out both wide receivers out it's kind of hard to overcome no matter what quarterback you are but they don't you know regret waiting on Dak Prescott and giving him 40 million a year he's an MVP candidate he's playing outstanding playing outstanding Josh Allen he's not playing at that level right now set it back in the summer uh when they handed out the contract too soon too much I'm okay giving this to you once you do a little bit more but you're not taking advantage of the rookie wage scale and, and, and you're not getting the play that you thought you were getting out of. This is inconsistency. This is inconsistency and he's not playing at a premium level. Uh, I need more than 209 yards on 35 attempts and a, and a couple touchdowns uh, against Indianapolis in November. I need more Josh Allen and Buffalo needs more. He's not giving it to him right now. Baker Mayfield decided not to speak to the media yesterday after the the win against Detroit, they only won by three points, though. It wasn't really a great performance by the Browns. And I'm a believer that if you don't have anything good to say, if you're going to be an embarrassment to yourself, to your teammates, then, yeah, don't show up to the podium. I'm still going to knock you because you should have some spine and you should be you should be able to overcome something like that. But if you know you're not going to be able to, I get not showing up. He showed up on Monday, talked to the media, and he said he didn't care about the booze. Yeah, he threw shade at the fans saying those are probably the same folks that won't hush when we're trying to operate on offense. And then he also said to the media that he doesn't have anything to prove, or he doesn't owe anything to the media. The only folks that he has, uh, that he's in debt to, are his teammates. And I just think it's so silly that this guy continues to try to give off this persona that he doesn't care what other, others think of him. He, he doesn't care what's going on outside the locker room when clearly you do. He went out of his way to mention uh, the debt the debts that he doesn't owe to the media. And, and it's comical because the, the guys like Tom Brady, the Drew Brees, the Russell Wilsons, they, they don't mention this stuff at the podium. They, they take their licks when they're owed it. He played a bad game. And, yeah, you played banged up. You you don't say this proactively. You don't avoid the podium. I'm good with Marshawn Lynch. That guy just said, I'm never showing up. I'll take the fine. I'll go to the Super Bowl and tell you exactly what I'm going to say, and that's going to be the same answer. I'm good with that. If you're the quarterback of the team, though, if you avoid it, yeah, you're going to take some heat. And maybe you should just, you know, own that. Baker Mayfield, once again, wants to give off this perception that he's some guy that – only cares about the locker room and those around them? I don't think so, my man. You're fully, fully aware of what's going on and what's being said about you on social media. Like, he posted the the Instagram a few weeks ago from the shade that he was getting from someone out there. Baker, like, th- this is exactly why you don't deserve a long-term contract. Not only does your play not stack up, I mean, you're, you're just, you're in your own head. You're in your own head with stuff that doesn't even matter about, you know, winning a, the next week. Thirty. I mean, I, I've been saying I would not give him $40 million a year. I wouldn't give him $25 million a year, I don't think. Like Case Keenum, I would be fully comfortable operating with him if I was to fancy in the Browns. Yeah, there's a little bit of a drop-off there for sure. But cheaper player, comparable player. If I find some more uh, open throws, if I find another piece that I can move around to, to, to compensate for the loss of quarterback, I feel okay being a, a Bakerless Browns football team. And this guy, I, I don't know how many jobs he thinks he can get acting this way, uh, along with the performance that he's putting out there, but yet again, just shows that he's not made of the right stuff. Okay, going to do some quick hits around the league on the games that we really haven't touched on so far. So the remaining ones out there was a heck of a week 11. I I hope week 12 when we got Thanksgiving football and some Sunday football, of course. I hope it's, you know, you can only hope for a week like we had on week 11. So we'll start with New England and Atlanta. Didn't touch on that one, just domination. The Patriots are ascending at the right time. I think they're the best team in the division. They're built. For late in-season games when the weather turns uh, when defense is starting to take shape and people start proving on that end their rookie quarterback while limited he's doing exactly what he's needed to do uh, of what's been asked of him and Washington and Carolina where the football team beat the Panthers you know I, I expected more out of Matt Rule they lost by six he doesn't have that much talent Cam Newton Again, I you know, I saw every everybody's hyped about Cam being back. I think he can give them a jolt. I don't think he can get, do that much in the passing game, but he provided two touchdowns, only a buck 89 through the air. You just think Carolina you're a player or two away from actually being a very dangerous team. I do think they're a threat for the playoffs. Obviously, the record says that, but man, if you just had one or two other key players on the offensive line and maybe a linebacker, you could be really dangerous baltimore and chicago matt Nagy, pack your backs that that was the most matt Nagy game if that did not sign seal and deliver his fate out of chicago i mean i don't know what other game will but ryan pace and him they need to be outed justin fields he's got broken ribs and tyler huntley undrafted out of utah gets his first w for the ravens san francisco and jacksonville uh kyle shanahan Yeah, went down to Florida, beat up on a Urban Meyer team. That's pathetic. They've gotten a couple wins this year, Uh, 16-25, 158 for Trevor Lawrence. We do have to start evaluating him as an NFL quarterback, right? Okay, like I still would take him number one overall, but let's also not ignore the fact he hasn't played great football. Dallas and Kansas City. Some people have said that the Cowboys need to win a game when they hold KC to 19 points. How do you do that when Tyron Smith is out? Amari Cooper gets COVID, uh, concussion to uh, C.D. Lamb, Randy Gregory's out, uh, Demarcus Lawrence is out. It, guys, it's it's almost sh- shades of 2020. That was the most horrendous injury-riddled team I had ever seen watching football was the Dallas Cowboys of last year. Think about the star power that's out in that game. And Dak, he should have played better, but he's not going to overcome all of that. I'm not surprised at all that they scored nine points, that they took the L here. They played tough. They played it close. That's all you can ask for in a situation like that. And similarly, uh, similarly, the Green Bay Packers, they lost by three to Minnesota, and they didn't have Bakhtiari. They lost Jenkins. He subsequently tore an ACL, we learned here on Monday. And Lazard was out, and Jones was out. We're getting to the season, or the, the point of the season here. Who can adapt? And... I think right now we're learning that there's a lot of teams out there that if they suffer injuries, they're they're not going to overcome it just from their quarterback play. Aaron Rodgers couldn't even do it. And Minnesota, they play him tight all the time. I was not surprised. I picked the Vikings in this game. Zimmer has always given fits to Aaron Rodgers. They play him twice a year. Makes sense. They took it out. They'll be okay. The Jets and the Dolphins. I sent it out uh, on Twitter earlier in the day. It's kind of hard to believe. And most of you are my age that are listening to this. But even so, the Dolphins and Jets used to be a marquee matchup at one point. Think Don Shula. Think Broadway Joe. The Jets and the Dolphins. Marquee AFC matchup. Monday Night Football. This has been a pretty good rivalry for a long time. long time was a while ago, though. Because these are just downtrodden, pathetic franchises that can't get anything right. Tua actually looks respectable. Flacco was thrown with some zip. Dolphins win. I think they're actually, they could get on a winning streak here. They got the Jets again in a couple weeks. Um, They play the Panthers again. Uh, Miami, they're not going to make the playoffs, but they could end up kind of in the middle of the pack here if they take advantage of this soft schedule. Houston, this was one that you could not see coming. Uh, The rain, I didn't even know that was in the forecast. Tannehill, had some decent numbers but really when you throw it 52 times and only put up 320 yards it's really not that good they're missing Derrick Henry he could have been a valuable valuable weapon in this game in particular didn't you know wasn't there and Houston just puts up an ugly L they'll they'll definitely be a force to be reckoned with but that one's you know a bit of a head scratcher there, losing to the Texans and then Philadelphia over New Orleans holy smokes I mean, I, I read today that Taysom Hill is getting an extension. It's like potentially $95 million. He's got $22 million guaranteed, but his base salary might be 40. It's one of the weirdest contracts I've seen. But New Orleans, I don't know exactly what you're missing. I mean, you don't have Taysom Hill on the field. I know you need a quarterback. That's not what he is because clearly he hasn't gone in the game when uh, Jameis Winston has gone down, and he didn't go in the game in the years before when Drew Brees went down. New Orleans, they, they got to figure out the quarterback position. They got to figure out the skills position. Offensive line isn't as good as you thought it would be. Lightweight. New Orleans, kind of a mess. Cincinnati, all over Vegas. Vegas, it's another free fall. Derek Carr, I really thought he was going to come up to the plate yesterday and save the season for the Raiders. They've been down this road too many times. And yet again, they're they're going down it once again in 2021 and in their season if they don't win next week you can all all but write it off uh they will not be playing in january and then arizona and seattle once again colt mccoy the offense in arizona you got to be impressed with how they look they they don't look rattled they don't look uncomfortable they're ready to go and they have plays that colt can execute and they're producing they're putting up numbers only put up 23 points but against seattle who's pretty bad everywhere outside of one drive they looked absolutely pathetic i mean seattle i'm not saying it's the end of russell wilson i don't think the seahawks front office wants to give up on a talent like that they would be foolish to do so but something's just something's just off here no good players no good scheme unhappy quarterback like can you guys just get one of these right one of them I mean, get, get one of them right, and then you can start building around it. But uh, major shakeups in Seattle, I would assume something's going to shake up. It's just a matter of who, where, when, and uh, which one of those might be the priority for the Seattle ownership. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. Tell your friends wherever they get their podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, wherever, we're there. Subscribe, review, and If you hit up the text line, the call line, the number is 816-226-7483. You can be on the show, whether that's your message being read aloud, your voice. We can put the audio right here into the software and you get your chance to be on the pod. But appreciate everybody listening. We're going to be back after Thanksgiving. I know I'm going to be watching uh, the the, the Bears and the Lions. Miss Taylor does not miss a Chicago football game. She's fed up after Nagy. She was big mad big mad after the loss yesterday and i'm gonna check out the cowboys and raiders of course and i actually don't even know who's in the uh late window there on thanksgiving day but we're gonna have all the thoughts again here next monday on the podcast between now and then tell your friends tell your family have a good thanksgiving we'll see you guys next week